El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Thank you for being here with us today. This is The Power of Us. My name is Rosie. And I'm Abel. Today, we're going to talk about euphoria. Mm. Euphoria, that stage in your relationship where there is chemistry, when there is butterflies, when you just want to be together all day, every day. And you text every minute of the day. <laughs> Are you saying that because I used to do that? Yeah. Baby, you used to text back. I did, I did. All night, we used to text. I remember. That was beautiful. You don't want to do that again? No, I'm just kidding. It, it's just that moment in your t in your life when you're not even thinking straight. Yeah. When, when you think, vamos a vivir del amor. Like, I don't care how much he makes. I don't care where we live. I, you know, you, you start not thinking straight. Right. And I think, cuando se ama ciegas is what we say. Mm. And, and you know what, babe? We can't pretend we didn't do it. Because no, we I, did. I agree. Yeah, we definitely did do it. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. No, it's gorgeous and it's normal. It, it's just, it's like our, our judgment was hindered. Our judgment yes. of each other. That's a good way of putting it's it. It's like we were seeing with blurry eyes. And people tried to warn us and then we didn't even listen, which yeah. makes it worse, is that we had people feeding into us, letting us know like, wait a minute, slow down, think this through. And we would hear them and just be like, nope, we're different. Yeah. We're going to make it work out. That happened to you. It's not going to happen to us. Right. And I, I think where it most affected me, it was great to have the euphoria stage. I loved it. I, I still it feels sometimes... Good. Yes. It does. And... and I think that everyone goes through it. There's a certain book that says that it lasts on average about two years in every relationship. And then after that, you have to decide if you're going to decide to love yeah. it, rather than just feeling it. Because the feeling of love feels so good. They say it's addicting, like as addicting as heroin. But then what happens when it's gone? You have yeah. to decide to continue to be in love. Decide. They say love is a choice, not a feeling. Yeah, it's it's always a choice. So I think that the the quote that what do you do when the love is gone? I think that's been wrong this whole time. It's like what do you do when the euphoria is gone? Yeah, that's good. You know, I like that because then there there is still love. I decide to love you after right. the little butterflies are gone. Because just to be honest with you, I I haven't felt butterflies for you in like a long time. <laughs> well, <laughs> ditto. <laughs> Um, but I, but you still do something to me that no one else can do. Yeah, get definitely. what I mean. And and I know that I decide to love you, and you decide to love me. And I love this stage. It's deeper yeah. than euphoria. It doesn't feel the same. But I'm very comfortable here in a good way. I'm safe here. Yeah. And and I'd love to be here the rest of my life. So maybe it's not as exciting as people would say, but it's definitely more home. Right. I feel at home here. And I think specifically with you and I, when I think of euphoria, I think of us not thinking about our age difference. Right. I mean, we thought about it, but we didn't really think about it. Yeah, we didn't really think it all the way through on how it would affect us once we actually got married, once we actually moved in. Yeah, and everyone told me. I remember when I first told Che. Che is my sister that you guys know as Jenny. She passed away, but she was dating a guy 20 years younger than her, okay? <laughs> and when I told her that I liked you... She looked at me in the face and said, sister, you're ridiculous. 
Not because she didn't like you. She knew you. She's like, he's that guy that sings on the worship team, right? And I'm like, yes, he's able to sing her. And she's like, you are ridiculous. And I'm like, why? He's this and he's that. He's awesome. And she said, sister, because you're 10 years older than him. And I really thought she was being nuts because I'm like, wait a minute, dude. Fernie's 10 years younger than you. And the guy you're dating now is 20 years younger than you. She says, yeah, but I'm dating him. I'm not thinking of marrying him. And she knew that, I, that even though we were just dating... I didn't date for fun. Right. I dated, we dated to, to think about marriage. And I just thought, you know, she's being hypocritical or she doesn't understand how wonderful <sighs> Abel is and we're different and we're not like you and Fernie because she was talking from a point of experience. Definitely. And I didn't pay attention. I mean, just to be completely honest, a lot of the things that many people told us that wasn't malicious. It you wasn't. Know, it wasn't malicious. And they really weren't wrong on a lot they of the weren't. things. Um, thankfully we've been able to work things out and it, t- it took a lot of work yeah. and there was many times where, where we've been in, in bad places, but we were just so lost in, in the quote unquote love, but really euphoria of the situation that we couldn't see straight. Yeah. And I think that's what we really got to snap out of that. We can still feel butterflies for each other, but we can see each other for who we really are. I can really look at Rosie and see her defects yeah. and see, is that something that I want to deal with for the rest of my life? Right. And you can see the same thing in me, you know, because the last thing you want to do is, is be one of those sad stories where there's this man beating you, but he loves you somehow, you know? Yeah, that honeymoon stage yeah. can kill you, man. In the sense that you're not making an educated decision. Exactly. And what I want to tell mar- young couples now that aren't even thinking of, of being married is make an educated decision. Right. Before you decide a husband, decide what school you're going to. Decide your outfits. I mean, some people have been so used to people making decisions for Ooh, them that by the yeah. time they're about to choose a husband, they don't know how. Right. Because I don't choose my hair color, but now you're choosing a spouse. So I want young people to learn to be decision makers to then, while they're in the euphoria, or if they're in the euphoria, they could still make educated decisions. But that takes being wise enough to take advice. Yeah. And and honestly, babe, you and I heard it, but we thought it wouldn't happen to us. And, mm. and it cost us. I mean, would I do it again? I think I would. Honestly, I would marry you again. Because there's so many great things about you that I love. You are not a cheater. You are not a beater. You are a, a great man. You're a hard worker. You're talented. There's so many things that I love about you that for me, for Rosie Rivera, it was worth marrying a guy 10 years younger. Mm-hmm. But did it add pressure to our marriage? For sure it did. Right. That it would have been probably easier to either know how to deal with it beforehand or not go through it at all. Yeah. So in an ideal world, you'd be older than me. Right. But, you know, we, we dealt with it. And I think we can kind of help some people. There's a, a girl named Esme, and I learned about her story. She actually told me, and I asked her if we could, you know, call her regarding this. But it's not her. See, it's her daughter. Oh. Her daughter is getting married to a guy 10 years older, and she doesn't agree. So she believes that her daughter is in the euphoria stage, and and I kind of agree with her. Mm. So we want to see how we can help her daughter, of course, but how can we help Esme? Right. Because she can't control her daughter. All she can really do is give advice. Your mama and my mama tried to stop us, and they didn't. Um, But then they stopped bothering us when we got married. They just said, you know what? If you guys get married, go. Now it's your turn. but So I want to help Esme get to that point of saying, I'm going to tell her that I don't agree or, or maybe not more that she doesn't agree. What she can, the complications that it's going to have. Yeah. And then have Esme let go and yeah. let her daughter live her life. 
let her make the decision. And that's it's so hard to do because can you imagine Casey is in the euphoria stage and going to marry, I don't know, I don't know, someone, I don't know, that doesn't hold a job. I don't know. There can be so many things that I could not agree with. Right. A, a singer. I would not want Casey to marry a singer, yeah. you know, because I know what it's like. But I, I think we have to talk with Esme, talk her through it. And maybe because we've actually made it through that we can help her say, yes, it's not ideal, but maybe your daughter can make it through. Definitely. Do you want to call her? Let's do it. Okay. Well, uh, we will be back after these short announcements. You are listening to The Power of Us, and we are talking about euphoria. Hey, babe, did you hear that another man was accused of sexual assault in Hollywood? Seriously, it makes me so happy that women are speaking up. That's why I wrote My Broken Pieces, and you can find it on rosyrivera.com. We're back. Welcome back to The Power of Us. Thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, so today we have a caller, babe? Yes. Um, I actually know her, and we were discussing this the other day, about euphoria. Except this time, she's not necessarily going through it. Her daughter is, which I think makes it even harder, right? When you're in that euphoria stage, everything feels good, and you're not thinking straight. And, you know, you and I received a lot of good advice about yeah, our age difference. Definitely. And we didn't. I mean, we pretended we heard it, or we thought we were hearing it, but we weren't really seeing clearly. Yeah. Um, so Esme, um, is going to share her story with us about her daughter. So Esme, um, what is going on with your daughter? I I think she's about to get engaged, correct? Yes, she's about to get engaged. Um, she's 25 years old and her soon to be fiance is 34. I see. He's nine years older and, and He's so he's nine years older, and oh, I mean, when they so they're not engaged yet, but have they discussed any plans after marriage? What they're gonna do? Yes, they've discussed, um, they've been talking about uh, once they get married, maybe about six months after they get married, moving to Ohio and start this wonderful, great life out there. You know, just because it's an adventure. The way we say it. Right, exactly. It's an adventure or happily ever after. Now, Ohio is cold, right? And she's a Cali girl. Yeah. That alone, forget the age difference, that alone can strain a marriage. I hate being cold. I would be a moody person, more than I am, babe, if I lived in the cold. (laughs) So maybe I think she's not thinking it all the way through. And I'm assuming, because I know you, that you've given her advice, correct? Yes, I have. You know, and, and talking about the weather, I even told her, I said, you're afraid of earthquakes. Over there, you have tornadoes. You have no idea what it's like to experience a tornado. And what does she and tell she you? And she says, well, that's why, that's why we have basements, Mom. I'll just go in there. And I tell her, do you realize that you're going to be in there possibly a day or two or three or four, depending on how bad the weather is? I think that's part of the She euphoria. says, well, we're going to be okay. Yeah, that, that's part of the euphoria stage of it's going to be okay. It's, it's, it, it, I think we think it's going to be easy because we're riding on that feeling of love. We're right. riding on it. Like, it's so powerful that it, it doesn't let us see clearly that, yeah, you might get through it, pero te va a costar. It's going to cost you tears yeah. and, and compromise and, and change or, or transformation or something. It's going to cost something. 
So, you know, I was talking to Abel, Babel, um, uh, Abel Esme about how much I'd love to talk to all, all couples. I mean, couples, whether they have an age difference or not, or whether they're moving away or not, all couples that are thinking of getting married to get a very realistic look of what marriage looks like. I don't think we have that enough in this society. Yeah. I think it's definitely right. something that we all go through with that this euphoria that we're speaking of. You know, I mean, I'm sure you could be honest as me. Was there ever a time in your life where you went through euphoria? Yes, definitely. So I you, thought, oh, once me and Gilbert got married, we we're going to be living happily ever after because we were so in love. <laughs> so, I mean, th- this, is, this isn't something that's strange. It's not something that's necessarily mm-hmm. bad. But, I mean, I think we can all look back and say, man, I had pretty cloudy judgment back then right and i wish i i could have done things i could have made things very very straight up um out there in saying that this is this is i what i can see and this is what i see in you is this who you really are you know and i I think that that's what she's just going through and so it's going to be kind of hard for the last thing we want to do is pull her out of this euphoria quote unquote by us trying to get her out of it because then all we do is become the enemy savannah uh what's the word that my mom says now I'm yeah. going to stay with him because everyone's telling me not to be right. with him. Right, definitely. Nos aferramos yes, and we yes. can't do that. We can't force it or, yeah, we can't pull her out of it. Yeah. It has to be something that she kind of, that like all of us, we all kind of had the chance. Yeah. So, but what are you thinking of doing, friend, now that, I mean, she's going to say yes to him, I assume, when he asks her to marry him. Yes, yes, definitely. I'm, I'm sure she is, and and she's looking forward to it, and and so we've been praying a lot since the last time you and I met, and you know I've been praying. Gilbert and I have gotten together as her uh, her fathers and stepped in, and we're just praying for her. And we don't want to stop her. If if this is something God has for her, we're not going to stop her. We don't want to clip her wings at all. Um, but we are once because she doesn't know she's going to get engaged. But once she gets engaged, um, we're going to sit down and talk to her and tell her, look, this is what we're looking at. And this is what you're looking at. Let's let's pray about it together as a family. And and I'm going to reassure her that we do want you to get married and we do want you to live your life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. And we do want you to fulfill the plan that God has for your life and his life as well. But we want you guys to just, just let the Lord guide you. Yeah. You know, don't don't just jump in because because of the euphoria, because, oh, it's going to be an adventure to go across country. Yes, it is. And we all stop and think, let's move. I mean, how many times have we thought about going to another state because, you know, there's a great church there or something. Right. Oh. But once it settles down, it, and I was just telling the girls the other day, it's like vacation. So when you start thinking, okay, we're going to go on vacation, you start planning it. It's exciting. You pack. It's even more exciting. The night before, you can't sleep. You know, like that's like the wedding day, right? And then, and then you go on vacation. That's your honeymoon. Then you come back from your honeymoon. You come back from your vacation. You wake up the next day, and you're like, oh darn. Yeah. It's, it's back reality. to reality. Exactly. Yeah. So it's I, back I, to let's set an alarm. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're doing a great job, my friend, in giving her the advice because what I love about you is that you give advice from a place of love. You don't yell it at yell it at her. You don't force it on her. Yeah. You don't Bible thump her. You give it out of love, and she knows that because you have given love in all times. You, you're a good mom in that sense, um, in every sense. But in this case, you've given advice from a place of love, and you're not going to force her. I love how you said you're not going to clip her wings. She's going to fly, and I'm glad you're going to tell her that, but still give her the advice of, I know a couple. They're named Rosie and Abel. She's 10 years older, and this is what could happen. 
this is what happened with them. It doesn't mean it's going to happen to you. Just know that it could happen and have some tools for when you get there, which I would love to give them tools. What are the tools to go through when one is older, when one has more experience, when, you know, uh, one is more mature? I'd love uh, uh, for you to be able to give her those tools, which I think you have and you will, and then let her live and let her go. Yes, yes. So, um, yes. uh, you know, my friend, I'm also thinking a lot about you because this is your first child that gets married and then she's moving away <laughs> and, and this isn't the ideal situation, but you know, maybe our friend, our parents thought that too. And, and mm-hmm. you know, you know what Abel and I went through. You were there. You were probably one of our few supporters. I think it was just her and pastor. <laughs> that was it. And, <laughs> And, and you know what we've been through, good and bad. I've always been very honest with you. When Abel and I were doing very badly, I called you for prayer and you were there and you were um, a great cheerleader. So knowing you, Esme, if you did it for a couple friends, I know you're going to do it for your daughter. And, um, and I just want you to know that there is hope that, yes, it's not the ideal situation the way Abel and I weren't. And she probably will go through heartache and she probably will go through some hardships. But I really think she's going to be good friend. I really, really do. And Amen. let's just pray more about his relationship with God rather than the age as much right now. And just try and give her the tools. Yes. And if, if she wants to sit and talk with me and Abel, we would love to, my friend. Yes, of, definitely. And we would just focus uh-huh. on like, the age difference because it did bring a lot of pressure to the marriage that we didn't expect. Wow, yeah. Yeah, I would love that. And, I, and I'm sure she would appreciate that too. And and that's what I, I just want them to be open to, to, okay, look, these are the resources can you guys just sit and talk just just so that just so, so that they can set up to succeed yeah. and not yeah. to fail you know that's that's what i want that, that's that's really really amazing as um before before we actually let you go i just really want to commend you for your position and where you're standing in this you could have chosen a position of i am against this i am not going to be with you mm. and you're going to scold her and you're going to and i'm not going to the wedding correct. and I'm, exactly yeah. correct but you're doing an amazing <laughs> job you know you're not going to catch more flies uh with vinegar than you will with honey mm-hmm. and this you're in a great spot for you to be able to get into her get into her mind and really wake her up to to not see as as blinded as yeah. she's seeing because we i i know i saw rosie blinded yeah i didn't see all of rosie's defects and and figure out everything we had to learn the hard way because yeah. we decided to not listen to good advice right you know and and it's mm-hmm. not and it's not that we it's not that we can't work out it's not that they can't work out it's that they have to understand what they're going into. That way they're not blindsided mm-hmm. and then they can end up divorced. Right. But, you know, yeah, right. It's the last thing that we want, you know? Yes, exactly. yes. So what I'm hearing is, is that they're not listening. So what if we write it down? I think Melissa can get to a point where she where she she's going to call back for advice. Yeah. I know she's going to call Isma for advice. But what if instead of just saying it because we can't listen, what if we write it down? Yeah. You know, or, or what if we recommend a good book or something so that she has visually because she's not listening correctly. Right. And and you know what, Esme? I'm pretty sure she's going to call you for advice. And I know you're going to be there to listen, to love her, and not to say, I told you so, and this and that, but to say, okay, let's get through it together. And I think that's what's important. Right. Well, thank you yes, so much for, yes, for, sharing, for sharing your story with us. Uh, I think a lot of us have learned um, from your experience, from our experience, and we're we're gonna be praying for Melissa. And uh, you know what, you know what, friend, we'll we'll go and chat with her if if she wants to. Yes, thank you. I'm sure she would. I'm sure she would. Okay. Well, let us know how it goes, friend. We'll keep in touch. Thank you so much I will. for being a part of our podcast. Definitely. I love you guys.
Okay. I love you. Okay, bye. It's tough. She's she's getting stronger as the days go by. Yeah. Um, but I I love what you said about her position. I think that's a main thing. Um, she hasn't shut the door on her daughter just right. because she doesn't agree. And that is big for when her daughter comes back to ask her for advice. Definitely. Because I think sometimes when we shut the door, then people can't return and say, hey, help me. When we've all been in places where we needed help in our marriage. Do you remember we had very few people to go to because we were afraid of getting the I told you so? Some of us, some of them would have probably given it, but I could always go back to Esme. And she didn't tell me she agreed with it. She just said, I'm not going to leave you. And and pastor didn't say, oh, I agree with it. He just said, I don't know, but I know that I love you and I'm not going to leave you. And that's a big step. That so she's so doing much. that. So maybe that's what we can take from today. We're going to meet people that are in the euphoria stage. Our kids, our future kids, I mean, our, our kids when they're uh, adults, her, other people. And what do we do to help them? Okay, so now it's your turn. Okay, what if you're in the euphoria stage? Congratulations. I know it feels great. Please know that you may come down from it. I'm not saying everyone does, but usually what statistics say is that after two or three years, you're going to come down from the euphoria stage and then love is going to become a decision and you decide to choose every day. Um, I would recommend that you keep doors open so that you can ask people for advice. Asking people for advice does not make you weaker or dumb. It makes you wise to go to someone that has been there before you. And if you are a parent... It's important to maintain a good position in your child's life. Yeah. It's going to be important for you to always be there and always let them know that they can come to you. Because if you take the opposition and you decide to shut them out, they're going to shut you out too. And they're not going to be willing to come back to you when they figured out that, God forbid, they failed. Because you're the enemy and you're gonna, they're going to feel that you're going to be happy yeah. that things didn't work out. Exactly. So... You give it a try. If you know someone that is in the euphoria stage, whether it's a relationship or a new job or a new city, they're just not thinking straight. Give them advice with love. Maybe even write it down, but keep the door open for them to be able to come back and ask for help when they find themselves in that position that we've all been in. Yeah, it's the best we can do. We just got to let go and just let God guide them. And hopefully they can do the correct thing. And if they don't, they're going to know exactly who to come to. So keep those doors open. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, The Power of Us. Remember to subscribe. We will hear each other some other time. Thank you so much once again. We really appreciate all of your time. Thank you. Hola, my name is Enrique Santos, presentador de Tu Mañana y On The Move. Quiero invitarte a escuchar mi nuevo podcast, Hola, My Name Is, donde hablo con artistas, líderes de nuestra comunidad y personas como tú. Mi meta es que juntos conozcamos más sobre los triunfos y las derrotas de mis invitados y que a través de sus historias nos empoderen y nos motiven a superarnos. Lanzamos el show con Jay Balvin. He's awesome. Un artista colombiano que ha revolucionado la música latina y que sigue superando récords mundiales. Él nos cuenta abiertamente sobre sus inicios, el secreto de su éxito y los aprendizajes que lo ayudan a preservar su autenticidad. 
a partir de este martes, 7 de abril, podrás acompañarme todas las semanas a conocer más a fondo a un invitado especial. Puedes encontrar mi podcast en la aplicación digital de iHeartRadio, la descargas gratis o en donde prefieras escuchar tus podcasts. Hola, my name is The Podcast a partir de este 7 de abril.